0: Welcome to Talking Shop with CTEX. I am so excited to be with you today. I'm Dr. Ellen Solek. I am the Interim Superintendent of Schools here at CTEX. Today, we're gonna be focusing on a wonderfully fascinating topic known as females in the trades many of us have discovered over the past months that there is really a significant increase in the number of females entering each and every one of our trades here at ctex and we want to explore today who some of these wonderful women are and what brings them to the trades as part of their journeys. so it is my pleasure to introduce krista mehan she is a carpentry student with us at vinyl tech and also sarah bruno who is a DH and a teacher uh, in sustainable architecture at Plattec and we're thrilled to have you both with us today. Thank you. We're so happy to be here. I'm very excited to be here. (laughs) (laughs) here. So we need to know a little bit about you. So let's jump into that first. Um, Sarah, why don't we we start and we would love to just hear what brought you here. What got you interested in something as intensely uh, interesting as sustainable architecture. So tell us a little bit about you. Absolutely, thank you. Um, I actually was a student at
1: C-Tex. Um I went to Plattech as a freshman, I got to go through exploratory, and a lot, uh, there weren't a ton of girls going into the trades back when I, when I was there as a student. Uh, in fact, when I went, I kind of assumed I was going to do culinary. I like to cook, and when I saw women in the trades, that was mostly where they were um, while I was at Platt, I went through architecture, absolutely loved it. Uh, I loved the idea of building things. Legos were like my favorite thing as a kid. Um, so I was able to go through exploratory and realize, Oh my God, this is so fascinating. Uh, and I've loved it ever since. So after graduation from Platt tech, I um, went to Roger Williams in Rhode Island, got my degree as a bachelor of architecture. From there, I (laughs) took a number of jobs. Um, I graduated in 2008, so not a great time to go into architecture or uh, construction. The, the Great Recession was was very difficult for a lot of well, myself and a lot of my colleagues uh, going into the field. What I will say is that my trade education really I think gave me an edge over a lot of the people that I was competing for jobs with. Architecture school is very interesting. They teach teach you a lot about the concepts of design but they don't really go into too much of the technical aspects so how does your platform frame wall section go together right right exactly so knowing that knowing how to look up building codes which is all things that we learn in, in the technical education um really set me above a lot of the other people that were looking for jobs at the same time so i do have to say that my trade education played such a huge um such a, it was just, it was a very essential element to my going into the field.
0: So, Absolutely. Yeah. And you just touched on something too that we'll come back to, but uh, in my r- new, relatively new and recent journey in CTEX, I'm discovering that the wonderful feeling of family around CTEX really has so much to do with your story in that you started as a student and then you came back to CTEX as as a teacher, as an instructor, and that is such a special part of what CTEX really is, not just for females, but certainly for our show today, it's, it's important to highlight that, so thank you for that. Absolutely, thank you. I'm anxious to hear from Krista. Hi, Krista. Mm-hmm. Hello. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, you and I had the privilege of meeting about, what, almost a little over a month ago now, um, at a site production visit over in Old Lyme. Krista's class has been working on a wonderful addition to one of the elementary schools in Old Lyme so that they can have um, outdoor classroom sessions. And so Krista was kind enough to give me a tour that day of the building site. So please, tell us about you. What brings you to carpentry? What interests you in terms of of, uh, CTEX and your journey here? I'll be real with
2: you. Um, th- going through a regular public school was very boring for me. I just never really got into it. But one day, Vinyl came to my school and was like, hey, like, we have all these cool trades. And I was like, that's different, and I like different. So I went home, I was like, mom, I want to go to Vinyl Tech. I want to check it out. So I went there, I went through Exploratory, and I thought, I'm going to go into Criminal Justice, which is one of the newest trades that they have. And then I stepped foot in the carpentry shop during carpentry. During um, everything that was happening, I was like, wow, this, this trade is awesome. I, the atmosphere in there is wonderful. The teacher is great. And I just fell in love with it. I was so interested in it from the start. It was honestly like one of the best decisions I've ever made.
0: What a wonderful story and you have so many opportunities now to go forward in different directions you and i have talked about that actually uh, that you have interests that expand even above and beyond um, kind of specializing in the carpentry area and um if you could tell us a little bit about that because i was fascinated to hear what you really had identified now that you're going into your really last weeks of your senior year where are you headed because i know our listeners would really be interested to hear that yeah
2: so i'm actually a junior i don't know if you knew that but i still have another year to plan out but actually i do plan on going to a school for woodworking and i am more interested in the detailing of woodworking and tables, epoxy tables, cabinetry, staircasing, because all those take a lot of detail, and that's something that I've been very interested in. Actually, I was looking into architecture (laughs) for a while, and it's something that's caught my interest, furniture design, all of that. I'm hoping I could get into a college that really can give me that opportunity so I can forward my career in
0: the trades. Absolutely. Sarah, we talked briefly, we were chatting a little bit earlier before we started the show today, we were talking about Uh, Some of the obstacles that women run into when they begin to pursue the trades, perhaps some of the doubts, some of the assumptions that people might make that aren't always correct. And you had a great story um, about working with students and coaching them, uh, females that is, in terms of first interviews and things like that. But they might encounter some of those assumptions or or sort of negative takes at some point about being a female and being in the trades would share some of that with with uh, us today because some of your insights were amazing around that and if you could maybe fold in some things that you recommend to your female students in terms of how to overcome that or how at least to teach others that being a female and being in the trades actually has its advantages that that would be great
1: yeah absolutely um i focus a lot in my in my trade not only on the practical knowledge of, of building and construction and design but also on professionalism and the ability to really further your career and advocate for yourself so I always have uh, a unit about professionalism and how to apply for a job how to go on an interview what to wear how to discuss your yourself and really promote yourself in a in a professional way um, and I always tell my students that an interview should be a two-way street this is not you saying this is what i need uh i I need this job i need this job i'll do anything i'll I'll contort myself to make myself perfect for this job this this should be because again we are promoting careers and not just jobs is this a good fit for me will i do well here do my skills do my my talents um, bring something to this position that the employer Will appreciate. W- will the employer uh, be the best fit for me? And I um, do tell them a little bit of a horror story I've I've had, and I think a lot of us have had similar stories. Uh, I was in an interview once, and someone asked me if I got along with other women, or that I could work w- if I could work with another woman, because well, there was already a woman in the office, and they were afraid there was going to be cat fights. Um, which I I was definitely taken aback on. But I think there's a lot of assumptions that, just like that, right? Uh, Well, women in such a a high stress demanding environment, they're immediately gonna start fighting with each other or that they can't handle it or they're gonna need to take time off. And so we don't even wanna hire them because they're gonna, well, they're gonna get pregnant right away and and have families and then what would we be doing? So why even bother hiring a woman? I will say that is definitely changing, in our industry, uh, but it's certainly been an obstacle over the you know the course of
0: time immemorial, I would say. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, and yet, you come to the table today pointing out so many things that refute those assumptions right and krista now that you're going into the workforce so you will be in the next year a little bit more than that have you thought about that at all yeah i I mean i i am so impressed by your level of self-confidence that you know you just came out the day we met and and talked to me like anyone else would about the carpentry project and not necessarily that you're a woman in the trades but this is my role, this is what I do, these are the expectations. In fact, we were joking about the cold weather because that was probably the most challenging part oh, of yeah. the day no doubt. out there. Um, but talk to us a little bit about that because my generation, women really struggled with the ability to be self-confident, the ability to present themselves as more than the typical roles of the day, if you will. And and your generation has circumvented all that. Um, right. So talk about a, li- a little bit about that.
2: Well, yeah, it is a male dominated trade and females definitely do have the upper hand most of the time, but honestly, it's really more about advocating for yourself. That's a very important thing because you don't want to like let a male take over that opportunity. Like When that day that you were on the job site with me, I was actually the foreman that day and It was a great opportunity and plus now here i am but there's a lot of other things that really go into it such as like some comments that men can make about being on a job site and being one of the females or even strength because being on a job site, you have to lift shingles you know you lift all this wood and that can be difficult but it's really what you bring to the table for them and honestly there are the challenges there but it's really about pushing through them and showing them that hey this is what I can do this is everything that I can do and I'm gonna push through it because here I am and I'm gonna advocate for myself. Females can bring a lot to the table when it comes to the trades.
0: We do what are some of those things that we bring to the table do you think? So one of the major
2: things is like having other female customers that can having a woman there can help them feel more comfortable and you know it could
1: potentially give you a
2: hire a job which would be awesome
1: you bring up an excellent point um, just including some diversity whether it be a person of color or, or a woman or really anything um, when you present out to that potential client really shows them you know maybe I see things from your perspective and that actually ties in very much with architecture you know people I think the assumption is that architects we just you know tell you guys I'm like, hey, Krista, uh, build, build me this, right? Um, architecture is really about finding solutions within the built environment, and that could be designing a kitchen, right? Or it could be changing the layout of a city to include new infrastructure. They're all just trying to solve problems, and when you're only looking at it through the male perspective in this case, or, or through one perspective, you're not seeing all the different problems. Right. You're seeing it from one way, and the more diversity that we have in our trade, the better our projects end up becoming.
0: You're so spot on, Sarah. Because you know we're used to using the term diversity, and I think as women we bring a more diverse outlook and approach to the work that we do. And um, would love to hone in for a minute, if you don't mind, on what sustainable architecture really is. Because I think we're all just beginning to hear that term. Absolutely. And we would so appreciate a a, a coaching lesson (laughs) and what that's really about. Sure,
1: sure. So. Sustainable architecture. Architecture it's itself, as I said, you know, a lot of a lot of people are like, "Oh, okay, what do you?" I also get, "Are you the interior decorator?" That's the one that I get a lot, um, which is always interesting. But um, architecture is solving those problems using the built environment. So not only how to keep us warm, but how to better navigate our lives and how to better um, just go about living. So that's the architecture part. The sustainable part is, how do we incorporate new technology uh, in order to not only help lessen our use of resources, but also to save us money? Um, coming through exploratory, a lot of kids don't understand that concept either. Uh, a lot of parents, when we have shop selection night or, or freshman orientation, you know, I get the, oh, are you some tree-loving hippie, or are you just going to go hug a tree, and it's like. No, this is about the fact that we have building codes that we have to that we have to abide by that, say, you need this much amount of daylighting. Yes, it's sustainable because we're using less electricity, but it's also better for our health because we have access to fresh air. It's better for our mental health because access to sunlight and access to the natural rhythms keep us in a better place. So, yes, the sustainability part does touch a lot upon sort of the energy efficiency guidelines, but it's also just about becoming better at designing for what we actually need in our mm. lives.
0: So here's a question that I hadn't really stopped to think about till I just heard both of you talking about your respective trades and how they actually intersect, right? Oh, in, yeah. In huge ways. So if we look at carpentry, Um, as a means of creating this beautiful framework for what's going to be a sustainable um, architectural setting that that we can live in, that we are comfortable with, that is easy to maintain, easy to improve, all those things. The, The two of you are working in trades that directly intersect with each other. And we were talking a minute ago about the assets that females bring, just in terms of our own view of the world. For me, I would think that if I were looking at building a house and I was going to hire Krista as uh, my specialty uh, carpentry director, right, and Sarah comes in as the sustainable architectural designer in this, picture the two of you communicating back and forth, right, about how those two trades intersect, what you can bring to the table, because. For me, as a female, I think that one of our many strengths is our ability to communicate well, both with each other and with those who are trying to really understand what we do. Um, So, do you ever have an opportunity, either as an instructor or as a student, to talk about and explore ways that the trades at CTEX are really intersecting with each other? And how does that female ability to communicate enter into that? What do you think? I absolutely think
1: that there is so much opportunity for uh, collaboration between the trades in, in the CTEX system. Now, I collaborate with uh, um, our carpentry instructor all the time uh, because our, uh, our, our curriculum almost actually, in fact, overlaps in certain aspects. So sophomore year, our students learn about building construction, we talk about framing, your construction methods, the different types of materials that need to be used and the the mechanics of actually putting those together. Um, now you guys do that junior and senior year, you guys yeah. get into framing. We do. Yeah. So uh, I think one of, now it was during COVID and you know we were all trying to figure out how best to engage our students during that time. And one of the most successful things that we did was that the carpentry instructor and myself got together. We put on a little, um, YouTube video or, or um, put together a little meet, and we had all the supplies to construct a platform frame section, a uh, building section. And we asked the kids and they gave me the hammer cause this was going to be very interesting. Cause I said, I don't know, I've never done this before. Even if I had, how do I, how do I put this together? And so my kids started saying, Oh, you've got to put down, well, you've got to put down the, the sole plate first. Do you? Oh, well it's the sill plate. Put down the sill plate first. Okay. What comes next? And then we asked the carpentry students, well, I, I don't know how to hammer this. How do I, how do I make the nail go, go that way? How do I do that? What happens if I, here's this knot here. What if, uh, what if I try to hammer into this knot? What happens? It didn't, as you it, know. It doesn't go pretty. It doesn't go well. <laughs> it was really fun. Um, but it was a great way to engage with a wide variety of students and also to demonstrate how uh, the knowledge for each of our trades, it's essential that we work together. And I think that collaborative environment is something that women especially uh, really succeed in.
0: Absolutely. You, your story, sir, reminded me of the day on the job site and Krista was explaining to me very patiently the difference between hammering a nail straight up and down and hammering a nail to one uh, to one side at an angle. I think they were working, and you were working on sort of a foundational issue. Yeah. Um, and it, it was amazing that in five seconds, I understood what your explanation was, not only because I could see it firsthand being demonstrated, but you were very patient with me. And I am not, um, I am actually an uncarpentry carpentry person. It's <laughs> <laughs> I'm very fortunate if I try to do something basic and it works out well, but. Um Your your attention to detail and your level of patience and your concern about communicating with me in a way that I understood Was to me again just an asset that I think we as women bring to the table, right? Right. We we have that understanding that it's important for the 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 other person that we're talking with to really understand what we're trying to convey And I I do I think that's a a, an inherent gift that many many women have both in the trades and in other areas And I, I certainly have experienced it um, as you gave me the tour that day as well. Let's talk about um, the just your inter- interactions with your male colleagues in terms of um, carpentry and what that's like and how long did it take you, Krista, to really become, as you said, your own self-advocate and realize that you were a viable, high-functioning member of that classroom, right? And as such, you had every opportunity and, and every right, really, to be one hundred percent as much a part of what was going on as your male counterparts in the room. What was that like for you? What did what did you go through in terms of stages to get yourself to a point where you are totally comfortable, which you are now, I know you most are most definitely. Yeah. So yeah. really
2: we've me and my classmates have been with each other for, I don't know, three years now. So We all really know each other quite well and there are some dominant personalities in my group, especially the males, and it's really about proving yourself to them that like, hey, I can do this. I don't need you hovering over me. I don't need you helping me. I got this. And really, sometimes you have to be stern because they're like, I want to help. I want to help. But you're like, I can do this on my own. I am a female in the trade and I need to learn how to advocate for myself.
0: Yeah, it was so apparent and they so they have a huge degree of respect for you. Right. And actually mutually with each other. I think one of the things we bring to CTEX, which is so important, is that students um, and instructors work together for that whole, really, three and a half years. Yeah, I mean. And you become a very tightly knit, um, again, almost a family, right? Oh, yeah. Um, And even though there might be conflicts, you sort of overcome that and and you work together. so here's a question that, that uh, we've been exploring all year, and that is how can we at CTEX really better support females in the trade, promote females in the trade, um, and even help to promote uh, employers now that we have as partners, right? We have a lot of business and industry partners out there looking to bring our workforce to fruition, and how can we help them to better support uh, the females in the workforce as they come out of the trades that come out of ctex i know that's a, a long question <laughs> but um jump in because i know there, you, there's a lot of uh there's been a lot of discussion about that at ctex this year so i'm sure you have some great thoughts as well
1: yeah um this is actually perfect timing because uh, both the american institute of architects and the national organization of minority architects um have been working very closely with ctex over the past year or two to promote diversity in, in the architectural and construction fields. Um, everyone has really started to expand their idea of what an architect is, or what a contractor is, who a mill worker is. And as we said before, we're really starting to understand that the wide variety of perspectives is what makes a project great. So partnerships with the community are essential. And the ability to have work-based learning and have production jobs like you were doing. Uh, also do so much work in terms of just showing the inclusion. Um, when you see, you know, maybe that kid at the elementary school saw you working out there and said, hey, she looks like she's having a great time. I think I would like to do that one day. Yeah, the little kids <laughs> do like to watch and they're so adorable. Aw, <laughs> that sounds awesome, but yeah, I think, I think just being able to see yourself successful in anything you want to do is, is essential right. in order to really promote a diverse um, trade education and to promote diversity within the
0: fields themselves. Absolutely. Krista, do you think um, having even more female instructors at CTEX would be helpful for women who are contemplating going into a trade and a non-traditional trade even more. Right, I do because, you know,
2: being in a shop with all guys, sometimes it can be uncomfortable. So having that female instructor there would be awesome. Now, I do love my teacher very, very (laughs) much. He is amazing, but just for like future students, I feel like that would be a great opportunity for them to also, for the males to see like a dominant woman in the trade and teaching them I think that would be an awesome opportunity and make everybody a lot more comfortable.
1: Absolutely. And I want to say CTEX has always been excellent at um, promoting diverse people within the trades and, and having them as instructors. I remember my first, actually my first day of exploratory at Platt, the automotive instructor was a woman and I was like, wow, I never thought of that before. Mm -hmm. It's, um, It's really incredible to see. And I think the the education that you get at CTEX really gives you so much more of an idea of an understanding of what it's going to be like for the rest of your life. Up until then, you just know that school is a thing and you have to go to school. But look at you, you're learning to work with all of these men. They're learning to work with you. And you're learning to work as a team. And that collaboration is something that you'll be dealing with for the rest of your life. It's so great that you're learning that now.
0: We could do this show for another two hours, and I can't wait to to have you both back because I know um, there's so much more we can talk about. But we typically ask our guests a final question. So I've saved up a special final question for each of you. And um, Krista, I'll start with you. Um, What would you recommend to other women are out there uh finishing up their eighth grade year contemplating freshman a freshman year at ctex what would you recommend to them in terms of how to start where to start um and and some of the things that you found to be most helpful about being a female in the in the trades
2: i would say honestly just go for it because what i did is i took a risk by saying hey i want to go to vinyl because my mother was not always on board with this but now she's ecstatic to see where i'm going and i feel like it's a very exciting opportunity to see other females in the trade. And there are other females in my shop that are older than me, it's great to look up to them because I'm also very close with them. And to get started, you know, you go, you pick a school, you go through the exploratory and you pick what you love the most. And that just happened to be carpentry for me.
0: Great, uh, great words of advice, sage words of advice. Thank you for that. Um, Sarah, my question for you is if you had to do it over, if you had a do over, uh-huh. would you do anything differently um, based on your arrival now and here? here's where we sit? Would you do anything <laughs> differently? And if so, wh- what and why? Yeah,
1: um, I don't think I would have. Um, I think touching on exploratory is huge. Definitely. Right? And both of us, it's really funny, both of us said, oh, we thought we knew what we wanted until oh, we right. got there. And then we're like, oh, oh, this is way cooler. I would way rather do this. So I think the ability to keep an open mind when you're trying a new position or, or going out and saying, you know, I know this is not where I normally see women, but it's something that I'm interested in. And the fact that there should be no barriers stopping me right. from doing that, right, is, is really essential. Um, the only thing that I think I would say is, and I love your generation for this, because the idea of confidence and self-promotion and really being your best advocate is something that your generation is so great at. I wish that my generation was the same, but there was always that kind of step back, right? That, right. oh, I can I can do this, but I need to look pretty while I'm doing it. I need to do this, but I need to let the man be the foreman, right? Mm-hmm. So um, just, I think I'm so optimistic to see going forward how people are really starting to take interest in things that are maybe non-traditional in terms of what you would think a plumber looks like or a carpenter. It's really great.
0: What a fascinating half hour we've had. And as I said, I can't wait to have you both back on again. We'll do another follow-up episode because there's lots more to talk about. <laughs> thank you so much, Krista. Thank you, Sarah. We really, really appreciate you coming on today and sharing all of your experiences and most importantly, your wisdom as women in the trades. And um, We'll definitely do more of this. Thank you all.